back <laughs> hi guys hi everybody yep Hello. it's just me and matthew this is carlos matthew dmg podcast 194 yeah we're still around if just somehow we just popped up in your um podcast feeds or whatever podcast uh platforms yay we're back and we have a lot of th- to talk about there's a lot of games we want to you know express our thoughts on and it's a friday i'm so tired yeah i mean i, I got think- a chair by the way oh what what new-, new chairs oh my god living fancy well i let's just say it's long overdue because the upgrades from a plastic chair to you know a chair so it's I don't know how I got myself to a point where my back is just completely like, like wishing that I could stop sitting down already. Well, speaking but, of, speaking as a thirty-nine year old man, I want to tell you I've been there, and also no, you should have gone. Just... You should have gone off the you should have gone off the monoblock slash Oricon nation like five years ago. <laughs> I know, I know, and I think that because like, I am younger, I get that, and because of me stay, staying in the monoblock for maybe a, a year plus, I think my back, the strength of my back is probably as worse as anybody in your age, if you know what I mean? <laughs> That's how bad it is. Like, like I just stand up and I feel like I hold my back and I'm like, ugh, and I'm like, wait, this is not how it's supposed to be. It's not time yet. But It's not time. You know, <laughs> it's not time. I should get there, but not as soon as possible. We're not, we're not talking about my back. We're going to be talking about... Um, too much games. We're gonna, there are too many games to talk about. So let's, yeah. let, let's get right to it. <laughs> no, straight up, like Wilson. We're going to be talking about Wilson because we both played it. I pretty much finished it. Matthew played a bit of it. And for those who don't know, Wilson is uh, a game that came out in Steam Early Access. It was also kick uh, kick-started. Um, it was once called... Um, Freck, what's it called? Uh, but anyway, it's an action RPG. Um, and it's already out. It's pretty good. Wait, no, it's pretty good at the start. Um, yeah, but there's a lot to talk about uh, about it. Um, Matt, what do you think of it on the get-go? Because I, for one, uh, jumped out without even... I uh, jumped in to this game without even knowing about it. I, For some reason, I did not know about it being a thing. Well, as you know... being around I, for years. I, I'm a big old steam horse, so you already know that... Uh when, as opposed to doing better things with my time, I'm usually looking at the recommendation list all the time. And I added Vulcan to my wish list a while back, picked it up. Right. Didn't touch it until uh, early access uh, un- unlocked. Uh, sorry, when early a- until it went to official release. And I got to say, like, it's really, it's really, f- I-, I enjoyed it because there's so many Diablo. Okay, so Vulcan is an action RPG Diablo code. You look at your character from top down, you point and yeah. click, you kill a bunch of monsters, and there are a lot of those lately, like uh, Torchlight, Grim Dawn, uh, uh, I think Shadow's Awakening is also one of those games. I think and- the best description, or the Mary, is like, it's a if anybody knows Path of Exile, and specifically Diablo 3. That's right, Path of Exile. If you, if you put that together, it's pretty much Wilson. Yeah. And it's... How do I say? It's a very pretty game. I think it's the one thing that kind of pulled me in. Like, oh, there's so many things that's so familiar about this game. But the one thing that really drew me is, oh, it's very pretty. Yeah, so, I think it's got, mm, it's got the best okay. art direction, best graphics of its of its kind. 
and it's genre i think yeah for yeah. its genre and but yeah um i jumped right in um i got super like oh my god i like how did i miss this so i bought it when it came out i played it i like okay this is actually a good decision of mine to like you know jump in it's out of early access um i had a good time uh but it slowly started to decline, um, and especially in the start in the first weekend, because this game is supposedly played, supposedly um, favored to play to be played online, and the servers went down, issues, yada yada yada. Overall, as much as I wanted to play the game, it's stru- it's um, its technical side is what. Pretty much dragged it down all throughout. Even though I spent like forty hours into it, it's it's it basically what I what I've been hearing is that it's buggy, it's buggy yeah. a sin. I only played a little bit, not enough to encounter any major bugs. But I'd like you to tell me what like what your experience was with the game on the technical side. Oh, okay. Well, wait. Let me let me just whip out the the one thing because it's it's funny that um when i was playing it like oh it's it's a cool game i love killing all these monsters but every now and then you just fall off the world yikes cool um for some reason up to now i even checked this morning just for the because they apparently the studios are so swamped it's so famous that they can only patch the game once a week very weird um thing um they for some reason the inventory has to be clicked twice in order to see to hover around and see the details of every single item in your inventory. That's... Wait, they can only update every week? Isn't the whole point of being on PC or in Steam meaning that you can update live, that there's no certification process like on PlayStation or Xbox One? I forgot the full reason, but it's more of because it's over- the servers are overloaded. They don't want to... Oh. It's something to do in that technical aspect to the point that they feel just so overwhelmed that um, instead of just fixing left and right, like reactively fixing left and right they just go through a whole week get what they can do and then release it because they're kind of i think they're kind of worried of when they fix this two more things might break that's true when they that's do true. this yeah because like there's a, it's just the devs the, mind you these devs are indie dev developers they're very like a small team like, like like less than 30 and they got their work cut out for them because they are like a really uh, most not my most played, but definitely up there in terms of player count because even in Steam or in, oh, sorry, Steam in Twitch, a lot of people are watching the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a very buggy mess. Um, the inventory is very no, the it's very hard to manage the inventory. Um, there are some end game issues. You can actually there's actually a duplicate. You can dupe items, so it breaks the economy. Um, server lags. Like if you kill too much monsters. The the items might drop five seconds after. Yeah, I hear some Even, people are also duplicating gems and stuff. <laughs> gems too, because like they're yeah. really hard. Like like they they duplicate the gems and they sell it for gold. So yeah. like you're getting infinite gold, stuff like that. Um, some of the passive skills don't work, or it's not working as intended. Um, what else? There's a lot. There's a break. Uh, Game breaking builds everything. Um, yeah. I think there's a point where I think if you use a certain feature in the end game, it kind of stuck. It kind of um, freezes your character, meaning that if you ever you log in, you're stuck in the loading screen. Mm-mm. So the devs have to ask you like, please don't do not use that end game feature until we fix it. So you have to wait a whole week, something like that. It's yeah. just a complete mess, and it's still ongoing. Yeah, and I mean you know we could sit here and list all the bugs and glitches all the live la- live long day, but 
you know, at the end of the day, they, they seem to have a very promising experience here. And I'm not saying that to be disingenuously charitable. I'm saying that to say that I think what happened with Voltron was because one of the reasons why I got excited about Voltron even before it came out was how much yeah. how much praise was being given to the game for like doing things like, you know, in terms of gameplay, quality of life and graphics that really had some of the other games beat. And yeah. I think what happened, and, and it was reflected in the fact that the ratings for this game were very high. Like, it had a massive, like, 91 or 98% uh, rating on Steam, like, positive, and, uh, you know, lots of good user scores on Metacritic and all that stuff. And uh, nobody really expected uh, Team Wolchen to go into, like, full release. I mean, that's the thing about early access sometimes, is that we're all, all of us who are in the PC gaming sphere, are kind of desensitized to the idea that when a game is on early access, what they really mean is it'll be done when it's done. <laughs> like you know, It'll be done when we feel like it. And some games, they just stay in early access forever. Sometimes they cease to get updates. Whereas Waltrin was like, I think I think they looked at the positive feedback that they got in the positive game and, and, right. and, and looked at it and said, all right, now that we have crossed the 90% threshold, this is a sign that we have like we're in the right direction, that we're going where we need to go. Right. And, and that is probably, I think, what informed her decision to go into full release. But here's the rub. The thing is, the only people who are giving those ratings are people who are already purchasers of the game. And therefore, yeah, they for look believers. At, yeah, for believers already. And so the moment they opened the floodgates to the full release, they were unprepared for the amount of people who may not have like have the same appreciation for the game's growth, may not have the same tolerance for the existing bugs, and yeah. you know, uh may not have the same investment into the game, you know, and may even be testing or 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 pushing against technical components of the game that aren't being pushed at by the existing player base. And I think that's what happened with Lord, Lords of Mayhem. It Vulture. It's a it's a it's a it's a game that, that felt it was on the right track but came out into the release like maybe sooner than they should have. No, and then just when they were again, when they launched, a day after their servers were yeah. shut down. Yeah, they so the whole, their first whole weekend you mm. couldn't play online, so you had to play the game. The game, the game is playable. There's an offline mode, but you can't transfer the offline characters yeah, to that online. Kind of, that kind of pissed me off. I mean, yeah, I that, that kind of pissed you off. So like, like that in itself already is like, yeah. that's really a bad taste for those who are not like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of invested because I like what I, what I saw, but yeah. know, like, but that's really a big problem, and then there's a huge reasons to for a refund really at that point. Like, I want to play, I can't. Yeah, and you know. Uh, and that was also like what you were saying a while ago, um, that, that you got pissed off about that because you were playing offline and that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's, you not, can't transfer. It's, it's not a big deal. Like, I get it that I get you told me about this uh, in, in private conversation. Like, it, I, I get it that be, off, offline characters can't be played online because of the fears for hacking. But it was also tremendously disappointing for me who and other people who don't have all the time in the world to play games to be all like, yeah, yeah. I put in three hours into my character. I want to play multiplayer with some friends. And now it turns out that I actually have to do the same work all over again online. I yeah. didn't even know that. Like, yeah, that 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 kind of sucks, and I don't want I don't I won't hold it against Wolchen. I'm just saying it's an inconvenience. <laughs> it's definitely an inconvenience, and but I want to put that 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 point uh, to another perspective because I played it when it was down. I played an offline character, 
during the weekend because I really wanted to play the game. I was I, when I played one release with an online character, I liked what I was what I was seeing, what I was feeling. Yeah. When I was off, when I was offline, so I made a new character. Let's do this whole shit again. Yikes. And I was having fun. And I was yeah. having fun. Like cool. And then when I went back online, like okay, I will give I'll buy offline character, go back to my melee uh, character. And for some reason, for me, it wasn't like like I was just having fun. It was cool. I loved it. So there are some, there is a small, I guess there's a small percentage of people that would, were in that mode. Um, but as you move forward with the game is you're going to expect a lot more stress and things that would really test your patience. So if anybody's interested in Wilson right now, um, it's definitely a game you should play if you're an R- action RPG fan, but not right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right wait, now, wait, know. wait a bit. Wait for the dust to settle, basically. Go to Discord and see if they're fucking flaming or something right now. <laughs> Every now and then. Because it's actually, a t- it's, it's, it's a, it's quite, it's pure entertainment, is what I'm saying. I mean, it yeah. could be worse. You could be playing PUBG. <laughs> oh, yeah, PUBG. And I think, um, what's the other game that was in, like, forever? Uh, the, the zombie game um, that's in early access. I'm is such it old. Daisy? Armazine? Oh. Daisy, yeah. Those games are the reason why I don't like early access, but, you know, that's for another time. Yeah, for another time. Um, but yeah, again, Wilson, uh, definitely worth at least putting in the wish list. It's actually pretty cheap too, like less than one k. Yeah, um, definitely itches the whole. Um, definitely scratch the the wait for Diablo Four, or you're just kind of sick of Path of Exile, or whatever. Definitely up there in terms of like great ARPGs, just not stable. Yeah. So and we are moving on. Yeah. For another one. And a game that I played. Um, recently which I want to talk about right now because it's actually also fresh in my mind is Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus which uh, Matthew you've played and finished me I think I can I say I'm halfway done you know where I am yeah Um, I think I think before we continue I think it's safe to say that you can spoil the game this is a three-year-old game a four-year-old game there's a four-year-old game already so I think I think spoilers are on the table. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I think so. Like, um, oh, you don't have to get to too much detail. Wait, the the spoilers, like Final Fantasy VII remake, is coming out soon. Can I say that Aerith dies? Will they get mad if I say that? Well, you just said it, so uh, it's too late now. You've you've done it. Well, I guess so. You're right. Oh, anyway, Aerith also, dies. if you're if you're, um, a pers- if you're a person on the internet and you know these things called memes, you know Aerith is dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, in Wolfenstein, I somewhat. Do not die. <laughs> you know what good I mean? One, good, that, good one. That was like... Uh, when I saw, actually, I played that game when I was, stre- I was streaming the game, actually, from start to finish. And the people in chat were like saying that I just can't wait for you to experience the what the fuck moment. Oh, yo. And I was like, and I was like saying, what the fuck? What do you mean? I've been playing this game from start to finish. Oh, what the fuck? So like, I don't know how crazy or, you know... How much fun Bethesda can be, can go with this like um, this world now ruled by Germany, and oh my God, there's a reason why there's a monkey with a cat head. I just, I just <laughs> it's 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 great, uh, but yeah, spoil the game just for for kicks. Uh, BJ Blatfish gets a whole new body. He's pretty like his old head attached to a new new body. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, this, this, I love that part. That was it. They were saying it was what the fuck, but I was like, oh my god, this is so perfect. I mean, it's it's one of those big, giant ass, weird comic book style twists that the Wolfenstein series is known for, but it also like makes sense 
like in the more in the darker part of the story because one of the things that Wolfenstein the New Colossus really makes a big point out of is the idea that BJ Blazkowicz by the start of the game is already yeah. a broken damaged person like you don't fight in a war it's... against the Nazis for so long without sustaining some injuries and by the start of the game you know he has he has half his hit points it's pretty much like um the first game ended um, with him pretty much bleeding to death, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. And the second to game death. starts. Yeah, the second game starts of him bleeding to death. It's just that's the moment it ended in the first game. So yeah, yeah. He like he was. That's what was pretty like. I was somewhat stressful, stressful all throughout because I was, yes, your life's at fifty points, and I played it, and I think the do or die. I think it's the hard version difficulty. So yeah. it was kind of tough. It was definitely tough. Yeah, so BJ's, BJ's body is basically fragile and broken from all much. that fighting. And the only reason why he's able to stand up and do the kind of regular normal gun shooting that you're able to do in the game is because he's wearing like a sort of like a version of a powered armor, which I won't get into too much detail, but basically a powered armor that helps him stay upright. And it's reflected in the fact that you have half your health but you have more armor or more shields, so it yeah, still like plays. Yeah, you can go up to two hundred or something, but yeah. Yeah, so it still plays like a, it still plays like you're playing an average balanced difficulty, but they just kind of like, you know, reframe it by making your life lower and your armor higher. No, but when you get your new body, you're back to one hundred life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right. That's right. I ended the stream and I was like, oh wait, I'm gonna save this for like. I think this is this is when the game starts. It feels. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I love it. I I love Wolfenstein. I, I love the the characters, even how the how it's being how the story is being portrayed, like the yeah. transitions and everything. It's actually a treat to to watch. And yeah. I don't know why I I took me this long to play the sequel. Yeah, um, I, it's, it's Wolfenstein. You already know is a personal favorite of mine. I think yeah. I think Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus does a better job of world building than characterization and I'm not even complaining I'm saying it's like because Wolfenstein 1 like really focused on characters and emotions and the interiority like what's going on inside the heads of these these resistance fighters and I think yeah, which were great yeah. I think you lose a little of that in Wolfenstein 2D New Colossus but the world building is so mm. rich and well realized and I like I even got a kick about them like giving us a glimpse of um, how America would look like on yeah. a on a if, if Germany had or rather the Nazis had control over like a town for example mm-hmm. um, stuff like that it's definitely a treat um, the, the, the gameplay is just up my alley like it's just you against the world mm-hmm. with all the weapons in the world and it feels great the shooting is great yeah um, I can't wait to play more of it I might do it again later in the, after this recording I, I, I think the one thing I'm not happy with, though, or I'm not happy with, with Wolfenstein 2 is the level design. I think the level design is a little uh, confusing and... No, uh, yeah, just, confusing is actually, yeah, that's actually a valid point. Because the, the, um, I'd like to think that me as a player, it's not that hard for me to get like lost. But I still get lost. like Because everything is so frantic and everything is just everywhere if you know there what I mean. yeah there aren't enough i think from a design perspective there aren't enough signposts and i don't mean literal signposts yeah. i mean like lights or color or 
like the way the rooms are decorated to give you a sense of where you really are. I yeah, think yeah. the worst offender in this regard is Manhattan. Like when you're in Manhattan and it's all destroyed building next to another destroyed building and nothing to differentiate them from each other, it becomes very easy to go from one side of the map to the other exploring and looking for collectibles and, 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 and not see you know, officers to kill and like lose track of where you are and where your main objective is. And I and I think I I sometimes also lose track of it in general because it's very fast paced game. Like you're moving, yeah. con- you're, you're 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 forced to always move. Oh and really? I'm a stealth the- player. I I I go I go sneak and like try to kill everyone without alerting anyone. <laughs> oh okay. That I play it differently. Like I just like oh wait I have I have officers to kill. Okay. I just walk in. Yeah, and you kill just them. run in. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I can't I can't but- help it. I know how to play that way to play the way you play. I've seen your play. I I I know how to do it. But my brain keeps going back to stealth because I guess I played that other Bethesda game, Dishonored, and I, you know, I'm a big Dishonored fan, so <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing BJ Blazkowicz like he's fucking Corvo Atano. <laughs> when you was that? When you get your new body, you're actually you're 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 given a choice of actually picking one of the like upgrades. Yeah, that's right. Um, one for stealth, I think. One for more head-on, and one for more like long-range approach with that little bipod thing. Like, yeah. Um, oh, what did you pick? What did you pick? Well, the people in chat are like saying, I know what you're going to get. And then like, you got pretty much the bull thing, the charge, obviously. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, well, wait, this this changes everything. Yeah, um, it does. But yeah, Wolfenstein, it's... If so, someone's looking for a um, a shooter and you haven't played Wolfenstein, one or, or even one, I think you should, you should give it a go. It's very cheap nowadays, especially when yeah. Steam gets a good sale. So it's definitely it definitely aged because it's, it's actually what no can I say it's aged it's only been two three years but it definitely looks good yeah um, and you know those, 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 uh, I I've said it really like the acting and the storytelling in this game is like it's like fucking amazing I think my favorite character in there is really uh, Grace the African American like resistance fighter there oh man she's, she's, yeah, yeah, yeah she's played by she's Deborah badass. yeah she's played by Deborah Wilson this actress who. Uh, who is mostly known for comedy, but anyway, uh, moving that aside, she later, this role, like, she's amazing in it, it's her first video game, and you can tell that, like, her attention, she got some attention for it, because she later plays, uh, she plays Ceres in, Sarah in, uh, the mentor figure in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which, uh, Oh, yeah, you're right, yeah, Which yeah. Miguel reviews She's, like, the mentor? Yeah, yeah she's, she's the, the mentor. mentor, she's the mentor, yeah. yeah. Was she, was she, no, she was, yeah, 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 I get it, no, yeah. But, yeah, she, um, yeah, she's the one who rescues you from the, the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I just put out. I like I like the the doctor stat. Oh, it's the same stats. Um, the pretty much the reason why my head was able to uh, work with an old body. It's a very very funny character. Oh, uh, the doctor. Uh, yeah, the, the doctor. I, I, um, at the risk of being impolitical, the 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 Jew. Aren't they all Jews? Oh no, wait, never mind. Yeah, but they make it a point that because he uh. He is the one who uses all the the technology that the that the the Jewish the Nazis. Yeah, the, the oh, Nazis. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if you follow the lore of Wolfenstein again, as I already mentioned, big Wolfenstein fan, so I can get deep into weeds here. But basically, the whole deal with the Doctor is that he is the one who has access to all the the knowledge and secrets and the ability to decipher the knowledge and secrets of Jewish super science that drives many of the inventions in Wolfenstein, the new the new Colossus and New Order, as well as some of the stolen technologies that the that the Nazis use. It's just I you can when you play this uh Wolfenstein one and two, 
Colossus Hello? and Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not just saying like uh if you play these games, uh you can tell that Bethesda or like the developers were just having fun. Yeah, just, machine machine games. They just machine games. They were just, they just like let's just do like it's just it's just a bit too much. Like, no, it's fine. It's for a perfect. for a bunch of Swedish developers, they're really good at capturing Nazi America. <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of beheading in that game. But anyway, Wolfenstein definitely real, highly recommended. Even though it's a uh, a fairly old game, if you want to look back at the at the possibly a classic in the in the coming years, um, that's what I've been playing for a while. And I know you're playing something too. Um, well, Hades. I remember you were mentioning that you were actually having a um, wait. Have you started, or is it something that you've been playing for a while now? Uh, I just started, actually, like, okay, so I got Hades from you over Christmas from Steam, and I should have played it sooner, but I think what happened was I deluded myself for a while. I deluded myself into thinking that, you know what, I've got a bunch of games from Supergiant Games, the developers behind uh, uh, behind, Bastion. Hades, behind Hades. I have, I have Bastion, I have Transistor, I have yep. Pyre, Pyre. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I should play these games, even though they've been sitting in my catalog for six years, thinking so what good. I'm going to do, life goals, is to finish all those games, then move on to Hades. So I played like three hours of Bastion, ten right. hours of Transistor, and I was like, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> no, actually, go, go no, play no, Hades. No, <laughs> no wrong, no, not, not like I want to diss or anything, but Bastion and Transistor will give you a good idea on how great Supergiant games are in that kind of like isometric um action stuff yeah it's so good bastion's still something i want to play and hades is looking just as good um, yeah even though it's in early access right now well the thing is the, th- the thing is i've actually played uh bastion and transistor before uh bastion i um acquired through a less than reputable means finished the whole game on my dinky laptop like seven years ago and then dinky. yeah yeah and then and then like the moment I got a Steam account for reals, I was like, "All right, I owe these developers my money, so I'm buying Bastion," and yeah. I bought it. But I'm also like, I want to play it again so I can get the achievements. <laughs> oh, is, this, is that still a thing for some people? It's a thing for me, baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so I was just like, yeah, and then also when Transistor was announced, I was like, I stole from these guys. I still owe them my money, and I bought Transistor at launch price. <laughs> so that's how much I well, love super, super giant games. I need to, I need to pay back. You know, I, I feel like I need to pay pay them back all the time <laughs> for one game. Well, it's did well deserved, man. Like at full price. Like I, I the music of Transistor, uh, the gameplay of Bastion. There's a lot of good things to be praised about uh, super giant games. And Hades. Is is it's their well, it's, not, it's not really their first time going roguelike. It's a roguelike game. Yeah, it's their it's first correct? time doing yeah. roguelike. It's, it's their first time doing um, early access. Actually, I think. Ah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was it was actually announced as an Epic Store exclusive uh, when it was released into early access. Like it launched there on Epic uh, the day they announced it. I think on the Game Awards. Uh, 2018 is when they announced it and released it and shoved it into early access. If you want to hear more about the story of uh, of how, like, of what Hades is and how it came to be and what it's like to go there, I, I, I recommend you guys check out um, no-clip documentaries on YouTube. 
which is oh yeah yeah which I is, love those videos man yeah yeah which is a series of uh gaming doc- basically Daniel Dwyer formerly of GameSpot GameSpot yeah yeah he he produces like documentaries about the making of games on on on, on YouTube uh, and the series is called No Clip so check out their episodes. All their episodes about Supergiant games. There's an episode and, sp- oh, specifically for Transistor, but he also covers oh. all the other Supergiant stuff. I also like recommend like if you guys are already in that channel, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, um, that whole history. But anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, yeah. So and and the thing is, I I you know so they did that. They did those the early access thing, and I gotta say, like a year later, not that I followed the whole game, a year later, Hades is looking. Great, like I played it only for about two hours today, and it's perfection in terms of like how tight the controls are, um, which sounds like a, like a cliche thing to say, but like uh, Bastion and Transistor are games that play incredibly well, but there is seems to be an almost calculated like um, de- in in there seems to be a calculated like delay in Transistor, like when you press a button. Uh, you can't just keep spamming buttons and trying to run and dodge and things and expect to be able to just like outmaneuver everything. Like there's a deliberate rhythm and pace to how the lead character and transistor moves. And in Hades, right. they sort of change that up by making it just as fast and speedy as all your other favorite roguelikes like Dead Cells. And I think right. it 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 it's it's great. Um, and it's bolstered by some beautiful art as usual by the talented Jennifer Z who is the art director at Supergiant Games you can tell what a Supergiant Games uh, you're looking at a Supergiant game based on art alone because Bastion looks remarkable Transistor Pyre they all have this wonderful like cartoon comic art like 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 a prestigious like image comic look kind of thing going for it and it's just only 550 pesos right now that's I don't know, like those kind. It's it's. I think Supergiant Games is one of those uh, rare studios that, at least from what I'm seeing, um, they're doing the early access program right. Yeah, yeah. If like you know every. What, I mean. what helps with what helps make their early access come off as like really cool is that when you log into the game, there's a roadmap on the side, and with a touch of a button, you can see like how many days till the next update. Uh, what the yeah. next update will involve and what the last update was, like a rolling history. Now, I know you can find that kind of history in other early access titles, but usually you have to go to the community blog or you have to go to the Steam community pages or you right. have to look for a devlog. Like, it, it takes more than a click to just find that kind of stuff. And having it at the touch of the button on the splash page of Hades is, I think, nice because it really gives makes you feel more directly connected or engaged with the developer like in a sort of like frictionless way yeah and it's definitely like i think it started off um was it like in epic game store was it that it started there and then they went to steam yeah they went to steam i think maybe uh like last year i think yeah last year like uh they were on steam epic for a year before they moved over to steam yeah 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 and um, so the premise of Hades, like, my God, we haven't even talked about the premise. The premise of Hades oh, yeah. is that you play Zargrius, the son of Hades. And uh, I'm not that far into the story yet, and I think the full story isn't coming out until they exit early access. But the story is that he wants to leave 
Hades. He wants to leave hell for some reason. And so he's, he's trying to escape the underworld uh, by traveling through different levels and doing all the roguelike, you know, combat stuff. And every time you die, you respawn at the bottom of Hades, at the, the, the pool of blood. And the context, the this sort of like context you're getting is that Zargius is mad at his dad, Hades, and he's like, well, I'm, you know, I don't like it here, so I'm going to run away from you, and I'm going to make it to the surface, and, I'll, and, and that'll learn you. And Hades is kind of like, yes, yeah, sure, whatever. You'll never mm-hmm. get to the surface. And it's, that, it's a very weird, like, sort of like condescending relationship that exists despite the fact that you still see Hades every time. Like, every time you die, Hades is just there on a desk working on some stuff, being all like, heh, you died again, huh? Sure. Oh, so, so he doesn't. Get- he, so get, let me get this straight. Um, you're trying to prove your father wrong by going through a fucking tough and grueling gauntlet to the surface. Yeah, and 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 he doesn't and he doesn't take and he looks down on you so much he doesn't even take you seriously. Like he's just like you can come and go from Hades, and he's just standing there at that desk, and like eh, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> oh man, I really wish that maybe when it's done and if you're actually getting closer to the surface every time you die, he's like more invested. Like instead of like in the, at the start, he's like, oh, he's like. Eh, oh, you mean like like, like maybe maybe Hades will be like more annoyed or more concerned the more progress you make. Yeah, like you're in the top and like, oh my god, you actually almost put on me. Like something in that like uh, tone, like he's any more like yeah. I can expect that to happen because um. Uh, Supergiant has always been good about audio and art direction, right? So uh, what happens in, in Hades is that every time something happens in the game, um, there's usually a relevant audio prop to connect it with. So right. what, like when I die at room three, and then I respawn, and I make it to room five, Zargius will say something like, huh, farther than I've ever come before. Yeah, that would be other, cool. Yeah, and, yeah. Or, or, or you meet, you meet a god, and he's like, you know, oh, I haven't received a message from this god before. Let's see what it says. Like, so the game is actively using audio to, like, remind you of, to tell you that your actions and the things that happened to you are part of a story, are part of an ongoing progress in your journey, you know? So I think definitely what you were saying about Hades being, like, more nervous is definitely a thing that could happen. Yeah, and I think I'm going to definitely give it a shot. It's actually, it looks pretty cool. And I don't think there's a release date anytime soon. I think they still, you know, um, it feels like a full, like a complete game already, to be honest. But I yeah. don't know how much more we have. Uh, Super Giant Games has left to finish. Um, so the we'll official see, statement so far is like late 2020, which could just as well mean 2021. But basically, they're saying don't expect it any sooner than, you know, than than summer or fall or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. Don't expect it any sooner than summer. And yeah, like I'm a huge fan of Super Super Giant Games. I love. Uh, I I'm really enjoying what I've got with Hades so far. I thank you for the gift. I will always, you know, like you know, I'm always jazzed about what Super Giant does next. And you know what? I want to take a moment just to be a little bit like SJW here, and like I want to take a moment and point out that if you watch the documentaries for 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 Super Giant Games and Transistor and Hades, you'll notice that they're a small team of twelve people, which explains why they can make so few games but make up so much money and be sustainable as a studio. But they are a studio that is very full of very diverse. Like, you know, um, they're the team is consists of 
you know, one Russian American, one South, one Southeast Asian, another South Asian, another East Asian. Like they're all, and you know, another a black guy does all all the major voices. You know, uh, a, yeah, yeah, a white guy is doing the 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 the, the music. Like they're a, a very rich and diverse team, and it doesn't feel like there are any like sense of diversity hires. It's just that these people are very open minded about looking for, you know, of looking for people who do quality work to make the team better while also being cognizant of the fact that diverse perspectives make for a better game. And, you know, I'm super... It's, it's one thing that endears the studio close to me, uh, that sense of diversity in the studio, on you know, and not being limited to only white perspectives. While also, by the way, making fucking good games. <laughs> I'll definitely, like, jump in and check out Hades, but I'm always... I'm still sticking to my... to my... Um, my preference that i don't i prefer to wait once it's officially out Mm-mm. nothing nothing to do against um like super uh, super giant games hades or anything that's in early access i prefer to just see its final product yeah it's always been a thing and you can blame you know um daisy and all that but i just <laughs> like you know it's, 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 an, it's like if you want to opt in to try out the game go ahead me I don't want to. I don't want to test the game. I want to see it when it's out. That's fine. I can watch it and stream it. That's my thing. So for, for one, I don't. I don't one hundred percent agree with, with with how you say it, but I respect it because there are too many video games, and why waste? Why, like, you should have the prerogative to not opt out of those kinds of games when there's so many other cool games to play. That's true too. Yeah. Right. That's, right. That's a, that's a yeah. valid point. Why? That's yeah. A very why? Valid why? Point. You know, it's not even about like whether early access is ready is 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 a is a viable model. It's like, God, man, so many video games. <laughs> it's just so many video games, but definitely Hades is one of them too. It's another good game to put on your wish list. Yeah, <laughs> on Steam. But I think that's it for one nine. Uh, what's this number episode again? I totally forgot. It's been so long since we one ninety four. One ninety four. I wasn't even in the TNG last podcast. episode, man. I know. Um, <laughs> oh, you. Were, oh. But it's great. I, I, I had fun. <laughs> I had fun getting back into the whole discussion of video games and everything um, that we've been currently playing. And we might just do more like this again um, in the future. We don't. We can't like fully commit, but definitely, you know, well, I had a blast. So definitely, I'm actually itching for to see. No, we're totally we're record- talk about we're, we're next. totally recording next week, man. Oh, oof. <laughs> well, don't hold your breath, but. Definitely let us know what you think about the discussion or what you think about the games was mentioned. Yeah, you know, guys, like, uh, talk to us, uh, message us on Facebook. Hell, uh, you guys can, if you want to, like, deliver some hot takes about the video games we talked about today, send them straight at me at at Arcelia Matthew on Twitter. Yep, and with everything Too Much Gaming, we do a variety of different content um, from streaming, YouTube, this podcast and of course all our articles and reviews editorials all that jazz in www.toomuchgaming.net there's a lot to take in and if you like this content you just might like the others that we're also doing so this is just one small piece of the pie and that's it thanks again for the play button and we'll see you guys on the next episode peace out (laughs) 